Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Breaching Extinction podcast. I hope you guys all had a wonderful, I think it's been like a month since we've done a four episode um, because life. So how's everyone doing? What's new? Um, I just, we just need to address Liam for a moment. Um, just to give you guys a visual, he has this like rainbow background and he's wearing VR glasses. Can, what, what is going on, sir? So, uh, the glass, so the, the headset was because, um, my microphone was completely corrupted. So I have, have to use the one on this one now, and there's no way that I could, um, I tried to do it with uh, just use the headset as a microphone, but it was slowing down my computer, so that didn't work. So I decided to just throw the uh, thing on. And the background, it's of uh, it's a logo of a company that no longer exists, um, but it's one of the rainbow editions that they that they had, and it's a play on my middle name a little bit. Nice. Yeah. Oh, and I saw Orcas too. Hell yeah. Happened. yeah, you saw Orcas. Wait, quick question. Can you guys hear that in the background? Okay. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> um, that is um, my kind of new cat. It's not really my cat, but I watch it. And apparently his name's Tiger and he had something important to say. So <laughs> that's Tiger. He's making his formal introduction. Um, well, you saw Orcas, Liam. Amazing. How was that? Please explain in detail what happened. So it was really, it was, it was just, it was crazy. Uh, so, uh, I, I went up, uh, to, uh, with my mother up to the San Juan islands. Cause we initially wanted to come down to like Monterey and San Francisco, but you know, we just had such a short amount of time, uh, time to do it. And something was telling me to come up uh, to come to change my mind and come and come up to the San Juan islands and bring her up there. And we had a lot of fun. And then I think it was, on the third day, no, sec, no, third day that we were there, um, we were, uh, we, we uh, gotten, we rented out these kayaks with this, um, this, uh, one of the instructors from one of the Crystal Seas uh, kayaking. That's the name of the company, Crystal Seas Kayaking. Mm-hmm. And we went to the, um, and we expect, and I thought that there was just going to be a whole, uh, a whole group. And this was like during golden hour, so you know, was, all right, it was just going to be this whole group. But it was just me, my mother, and the, the uh, not instructor, but uh, tour, uh, tour guide. And so we were like, oh wow, this is interesting. And. Uh, yeah, so we go to the west side of the island. I think we were like north of Lime Kiln. I'm I'm blanking on the name of the exact harbor we went to. Oh no, it was Mitchell Bay we went to, and we were getting in, and uh, and then the 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 lady was like, uh, you know, we might see orcas. It's you know more than likely uh, we won't. And you know, in the back of my head, I was thinking, no, there's no way would we would be you know that that lucky uh to act to actually to actually see them and uh and we were i'm not even kidding we're coming out of mitchell harbor and we see this boat this like little boat that's just sit sitting in the middle of the of like right outside of the harbor and i'm like what the heck is he doing we're all like that and and then and then one i think it was my mother we were entertaining the possibilities of what could it be and 
I, I, I mean, I could tell it was that there was somebody on there and they were taking a picture of something. Couple ideas crossed my minds. Didn't think it was orcas. Um, and then we come out of the harbor and then we see the boat. It's still sitting there. They're taking a picture and they're, they're focusing on something. They're not focusing on anything on the land. They're focusing on something that's in the water. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We can't seriously be, we can't seriously be this, this, this lucky. And, and I'm, um, and then like right after I said that, it was either the tour guide or my mother that pointed out to the water and said, you know, oh my God, look, there's a, there's a dorsal fin out there. And I'm like, no, no, you're, 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 you're pulling my leg. And then, but then I see it too. And I'm at the, I'm on the back of the kayak. I'm doing all the steering. And then I see, and I see a dorsal fin like off in the distance come up and then go back down. And then it took me a minute to like realize, you know, what I was seeing was real. And then, and then it, I point out and I'm like, I realized I'm thinking, okay, there could, cause there was a seal on the rock. And I was thinking, okay, if this is, this might be a transient, um, because we kind of all thought that the tour guide was like, yeah, it might be a transient, you know, let's stay away from the rocks. But then more orcas started coming and more and more and more. And the whole time I was just in just this whole, I was flabbergasted. I mean, I just could not believe what I was actually seeing. And what it turned out, we found out later was that this was Jay and L pod together and we were and we were right on top of a kelp forest when this was all happening and they were coming up like within maybe 20 yards of us maybe a little bit more than that it felt it felt you know damn damn close cuz eventually you could you can make out their you know the the eye patches you could see two of the or i at least i was able to see two of the calves uh i don't know it could have been it, it could have been element. It could have, it could have been, um, element or Phoenix. Uh, cause, uh, it probably, it, it might've been element that I saw that was with L pod. Cause it was way out in the distance. We saw, um, there were three orcas. Well, no. Yeah, there were three. There was a, what looks like, what looked like a, a female and, and a calf. And then they were, like kind of doing these like jumps they were sort of well they weren't jumping but they were kind of you could tell they were diving down to something and at some point one did a spy hop to look around and then eventually you know another another part of the pod came in and it was like there was another it's one of the large one and then we saw and then we saw a couple of males and they and it looks like they had two females next to them which was kind of funny um and yeah, and they were just, they were gliding through. You could hear them. You could hear them uh, breathing. I was so tempted to just to duck my head down and, uh, and listen to them. But yeah, and they just, they just kept, it felt like they were just getting closer and closer and closer. And one of them did a, not a tail lob, but a, just a small tail slap next to us. And yeah, the whole time I was in, you know, I was, I was like, I was in tears at the end of it all. I mean, I was just this whole like shaking sort of like crying profusely, but I wasn't, it was so interesting that I wasn't, 
I thought that if I were to ever see an orca, I would be, you know, I'd be scared, you know, be like everyone and be like, oh, my God, look, there's a and be all scared. But no, there was just a it was very peaceful. The closer they it felt more calming, the closer they came. And yeah, and by the end of it all, I was crying, you know, one of the um, I remember just before they headed off, one orca turned around and looked like one of the females and they she came kind of closer than the others and then she just kind of dove down and i think that was the last that was the last time that uh that i saw them that was the last time i saw this on the resonance and then and then it turned out some very close friends of mine were um happened to be on a beach literally just around this uh this corner of this rock and so i ran up to them and i was cry- i was crying the whole time for sure i was yeah I was, and it, it's just, there was just this big moment of reflection on how I viewed like myself as a person, as, you know, myself in a place and all this. Cause I, unfortunately I have for a long time, I did question, I, I did have an, uh, have some problems with uh, questioning my uh, self-worth you know, for a very, very long time. But I think this helped quell those those uh, fears down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they really they really change you. They have this magical effect. I, I and I still I'm still astounded that I actually got to see them at this point in my life. I didn't think that I was going to see them until like, you know, mid 20s, maybe early 40s even. That's pretty incredible, Liam. Um, and I feel like it's totally normal. I know both Kendra and I cried um, the first time we saw Southern Residents. So that's just, I, I think most people <laughs> that listen to this podcast have probably cried about a whale at some point or another. <laughs> I remember when I used to just like think about orcas and belugas, I would cry, like just thinking about meeting one. And then like, yeah. So it, yeah, it happens, Liam. But that's amazing. And I'm glad that that was like a helpful part of your journey for self-worth and like I think you know at least we've known that you've struggled with it because you've talked to us about it a little bit and you've like made some posts and things and you are a very worthy and valuable person which is why you know obviously we want you as a part of like this podcast and our friend and so I'm glad that the orcas were able to solidify that and help you to see what a gem you really are not to be too corny right now yeah <laughs> yeah this is like we're like 10 minutes in and like, i know it's changed and then i'm over here getting <laughs> and this is like no yeah oh and i also and what was really funny is um after the after the 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 thing ended um and we got back to the uh shore um <laughs> i remember i was checking on it on instagram and i saw Oh yeah, that's right. And I think it was shortly after the whales passed by, like I think maybe five or 10 minutes later, uh, I saw this boat like shooting across the water. And then, then I saw the whale wise flag on there and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's like, that's either SR three or that's wild orca. And it turned out, it turned out to be wild orca collecting, uh, uh, fecal samples and the, yeah. And the landing that we were on at Mitchell Bay, it actually had SR threes or at least one of them. If they have a couple, it, 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 one of the SR three boats was there. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. How are you, Kendra? What's new with you? Good. And nothing is new with me. Nothing is new. Yeah. 
fun updates from, <laughs> from my. There is something new that I feel like we haven't talked about. Your new, you literally had a baby. You what? literally have a new cat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was a while ago. I feel like maybe we said something about, okay. Yeah. I got, we've had a new kitten for, she's currently sitting underneath trash. Um, <laughs> But That's for funny. a few weeks, actually a few months now, um, she's seven months old. We got her when she was like four months, four or five months. So I feel like maybe I've mentioned her. We have, and I just like feel like it's been so long. It does feel like a minute oh, since well. we've all sat here. So I don't know. But I mean, the cat deserves two introductions. Yeah, new new kitties. Uh, now I got two of them. So um, yeah, meow. Amazing. That's, yeah. Also, yeah. I think, yeah. Um. Well, awesome sauce. Yeah, I have just been working and I just moved. So that's what's Aww. new here. And I, I don't know if I told you guys, but I have a captain's job now. I know, which is incredible. Yes. Yeah, woo! So I'm still doing the whale watching part-time, doing the captaining part-time. That is um, awesome. Yee. Captain. Gang, gang. So it's been fun. Been learning how to dock and all that fun stuff. And I'm like, getting ready to be checked off to go on my own so i should be running tours by myself at the beginning of august so be excited nice. queen amazing queen. I'm, I'm You're such a queen yes such a queen thank you um but yeah and then i moved and this is our first like podcast episode at my new house which is a literal house and not a base it's so gorgeous thank it's you. so beautiful outside and did yeah. you act do you actually have a little pool um, I have a hot tub. A hot tub. Okay. Oh my gosh. Even yeah. better than that a was, little pool. That's a little. Yeah, yeah, that's even better. That was so cute. The picture of, here. Krusty is such a. I, she can be such a princess at times. I mean, just her on her own. She's a captain of her own boat now. She is. Um. Yes. For context, Peaches has her own rainbow cloud pool float that goes into the hot tub with me, and we sit there and we drink wine and we just have a girl stay. And That's sometimes we drink an entire bottle of wine and then send our other captains and coworkers um, voice memos and other people that didn't ask. Um, so <laughs> that's kind of sometimes what goes down. Um, but yeah, and a hummingbird came to visit me in a hot tub one day. So that was pretty um, And I'll probably sit outside only until the sun like fully goes down because this is mountain lion country. And so we should probably not be out here because like peaches like we're both snacks, you know, she looks like a chicken nugget. I'm a snack in the millennial word sense of it. And so we can't be prayed to not lions. Anywho. So, um, we are here to discuss whales and books and, um, yes. So, um, we are, these are porpoises. I feel like I didn't say that at the beginning and new people are probably like, what the hell is going on? So these are porpoises, which are shorter episodes well, we try to make them shorter and sometimes it doesn't work out for us. Um, but that's the intention. Um, and we are currently reading, we read books, we read two chapters. It's usually bi-weekly, but, um, we have, I was moving and everyone had life stuff. And so we're, um, getting back to it now, but we are reading, listening to whales by Alexandra Morton. Um, and we are on chapters five and six, and we've already read the first, four chapters so feel free to go back and listen to those if you're interested um and i recommend reading along this is a really good book very well written her life has been like very interesting um i don't know should we dive into southern resident news first or should we dive into this book first 
What do you guys think? I feel like resi news can go That's first. Part of what I'm thinking. And then books. Yes. Yes. And then books. Mm. So perfect. That's what we'll do. So, <laughs> um, two I'll- things. Yes. The well, the- I guess kind of three. Never mind. There might be kind of three things. There might be kind of three things. Well. So obviously, for those of you who are maybe new to the podcast, you might not have known, but everyone else who's been listening, um, there was a open comment period about removing the Lower Snake River dams, um, and the Biden administration actually weighed on, weighed in on that, um, which is kind of huge because, you know, the White House is busy with apparently lots of other political things. Um, apparently apparently <laughs> that like that's like the whole job yes apparently like, mildly I guess, <laughs> to put it very mildly very mildly i yeah considering that this country has vastly changed um since the last time that we were on this podcast and i'm not going to dive into that because that's a whole other podcast episode it's not for a whale podcast so anyways oh <laughs> okay bless you Thank bless you, you uh anyways so the biden administration weighed in on it they haven't made a full decision yet it was basically just them it was the same as a draft report it wasn't taking a stance it was weighing in on the situation and like noah did the same thing around like along with the biden administration which was basically like yeah breaching the dams could help salmon or that would be what would significantly help that salmon stock and acknowledging like how much it would cost and everything else yes so that's a big step um and we're still obviously waiting to hear back on what um our washington state politicians have to say um and hopefully they'll they'll bring them down um and i i just feel like we're getting closer and closer like we go back to the idea of not losing hope um and i feel like this is just one step closer and closer and this is a lifetime's worth of work for a lot of us so um progress in the right direction so something to be hopeful about um and then other southern resident news they so it seems as though there's like a ban on specific southern residents like watching specific southern residents because they did an assessment on the individuals um, and not all of the individuals but the ones that are more so critically endangered or in a more critical state of health yeah so the W, what was it? WFDF, so the World Wildlife, not World. Oh my gosh. Washington Department of Washington Fish Department of Fish and Wildlife. That's what it was. I'm thinking okay. of the World Wildlife Fund, which is just Fine. whatever. Anyway, um, came out with the list of vulnerable whales due to their conditions measured by SR3. And there were 13 individuals overall identified as vulnerable 12 of those are Jaden Elpod members the 13th was then a pregnant female and then on top of that now Center for Oil Research has said that K20 and K34 are are in poor body condition mm-hmm. I think it was K34 that might be wrong. I could check really quick. But two K-pod whales, according to Center for Whale Research, have poor body condition that they saw from the um, the last, all their recent observations. For sure. But yeah, so then on top, so declaring whales as like in poor condition, they, um, here's what it says. Um, they have to stay half, 
any boat to have to say half nautical mile away from those whales. Generally, those whales will be in groups with other whales. So essentially, if any of the vulnerable whales are around, boats have to stay within half nautical mile. And I think it is specified towards whale watching boats. Yeah, I don't know if it's a general rule for the public. It should be. I just say apply it to everyone. Right. Everyone stay away. But I think specifically yeah, in their not, yeah. little report was to commercial whale watching boats because these are the few months that they can watch the residents. Which again, yeah. We, yeah. Can we talk about that theme. Obviously, I think if we're going to make policies, we should it like it you know obviously they have one third of the noise but it's like that's still close to 66 percent of other vessels that are not being potentially regulated as hard which is frustrating and it seems a little bit less effective than if we were just like hey everybody no. yeah yeah it doesn't make sense to just do the whale watch and then like leave out recreation freight and uh yeah and I... and trans and public transportation vessels yeah. I heard that the recent um, pop-up, so like, well, not pop-up, all the Southern residents were back in the Sailor Sea over the last weekend, um, mm-hmm. like last weekend, not this last weekend, which was when K45 was confirmed, which is the third bit of news. We have a new baby, 2K20. Um, first time in a decade, right? Yeah, first time in a decade, and that K-Pods had a calf. And so I heard from people that were there that a lot of recreational boats were acting horribly around the whales and people were reporting a bunch of recreational boats jet skiers or sea do- whatever you what do you guys call jet skis i call them jet skis some people call them sea dudes those I, things what i call them a jet ski they okay. are jets yeah that's what i think yeah, sea dudes is like a lake thing i think lake people call them sea- anyway um yeah. sea do jet ski were those contraptions and then even some kayakers were leapfrogging oh, in front of the residents um around san juan so a bunch of people got reported last weekend so many of you guys are listening and you were some of those people there's a chance you were reported <laughs> yeah so ex- people were on the shore taking photos of you expect to pay a few thousand dollars in fines well hopefully if noah or whoever i forget they might report to wf wdfw or noah could be both whoever they were reported to hopefully action is taken because sometimes yeah. enforcement doesn't happen which is stupid because enforcement should happen but i think, I think it bounces because i think sometimes it'll bounce between like noah and then like occasionally the coast guard well what involved. it is is it really depends on if you have enough information on the person because sometimes like yeah. social media posts don't count like, mm-hmm. even if you take photos and you report social media posts, they won't count because they can't technically tell, um, which is dumb. But in this circumstance, they might be a lot stricter. I know I've reported and heard and my friends reported um, spinner dolphin infractions in Hawaii mm-hmm. and had been told that, well, we can't really tell how far away, even though like videos were blatantly obvious, people were diving into dolphins and chasing them. They still would sometimes be like, well, we can't actually do anything with this, but <laughs> they would go hard on the humpback whale things because humpback whales are under the Endangered Species Act and the Marine Mammal Protection Act. So that could follow, that could be more so what happens with, with Southern residents. They may act on it a bit more than infractions on different species. Yeah. So hopefully people get fined. Yeah, hopefully people get fined. Oh, God. Because, yeah, yeah if, y'all go, if y'all go out in the water, 
you look up the rules. Ignorance does not save you. Yeah, I hope people do because. I, yeah, me too. That's, yes. Because yeah. like the thing is, if people do get yeah. fined, that starts to go around. Yeah. I get the point because oh. like, you know, I was potentially feeling bad for the ignorant like of people that just are, are completely unaware, which like ultimately, you know, it is your responsibility. I felt, like because I was like thinking about that too, like just like, I don't know, having lived in Florida where there is a lot less regard for the ocean and like the planet than I would say California, like culturally or the West coast in general, culturally, like, I'm like, how would people know that's not even an idea that would cross their head, but like, it is different in the Pacific Northwest. And I feel like orcas are such an icon that like, and it's such like a, like, I feel like people who aren't even whale people know about the Southern residents and like, I don't know. Yeah. You should look up the rules. You would look up the driving rules. And I feel like it's like on like you know websites and stuff and like you can get be wise whale watching information like at like boat shows and registrations and things like that so yeah i don't know but yeah. you're right. when people get fined that goes around and then like you know people which sucks for the people that do get fined but like also like don't like i don't know like i get it like mm. i understand if you don't understand and you see an animal and you just want to connect and you see lots of other boats around but like Oh no. But also like I remember my <laughs> I feel like too like cuz when I was in Tanzania like I had this like very pivotal moment like I think in my career and I didn't realize it at the time of like watching 50 safari vehicles surround a lion trying to hunt a zebra and completely getting in the way of the hunt like no doubts about it and like me and my other classmates like looked at each other and we ultimately like chose to leave the scene because we were like this is like pretty messed up so i don't know it's kind of the same thing yeah yeah so is that all of our southern resident news yeah it should be it, baby yeah. vulnerable yeah, whales that. and the reports which we should get a final report by the end of july early august is what i've been seeing yeah, yeah so. so i've been seeing that too yeah so we'll be looking out for that. Maybe, maybe next time we do this, we'll have more tea to spill. I don't know. Um, okay, so back to like what we're here for originally, which is our book. Which where did I put my copy of that? Right here. Chapters. Chapters and seven. Five and six. Five and six. Five and Good six. thing I am not the one oh, in charge of this. Amazing. Um. So, yes. Um, so we're diving back into the book, Listening to Whales by Alexandria Morton. Again, phenomenal writer. Like her writing style is just beautiful and we love it. Um, so in chapter five, she was talking about um, like, well, it starts out with her falling in love with Jeff Norris, um, a researcher at the SeaWorld Research Institute. Um, and then she goes on to talk about how, like, you know, she was like at Marine Land, which was kind of like a rival research institution. And she went over there and like, you know, wanted to learn more about their whales and um, got more involved in different scientific practices and with different researchers. I love the enthusiasm and the passion that I feel from her of just like jumping on any opportunity, no matter what it was. And it seems like, you know, obviously she worked hard, but she had a lot of unique like a lot of just like, I don't just like reading her stuff. I mean, you've seen so many things in such a short period of time. Like, I feel like this is like her early, like twenties ish. And like, she's just like seeing so much, but she, um, 
goes back into like studying acoustics and then she like you know obviously she went and talked to a bunch of different scientists was on this panel where they would have discussions and um the scientist that she was working with lily a lot of his theories were considered ridiculous which he's the dolphin acid um study man and it's just like kind of funny i don't know like i totally get the whole I don't know. I want to be open-minded, but also I just really don't see the scientific value in giving a dolphin acid and jerking it off. And I just don't think I ever will. And it's going to be really hard for controversial me to- opinion. Yeah. Controversial opinion. Opinion. yeah. Like, it's just like funny. Cause she's like, they saw it as ridiculous. Like, and I'm just like, well, I mean, well, you can't, we've really all wondered, we've all wondered what would happen if you gave a dolphin acid. Haven't we? And that's a common that's a common and question it inappropriately yeah <laughs> those are everyday common thoughts average human beings and scientists alike have Together, important queries important to know they, about they are, wildlife they are intrusive yeah. thoughts just let them come in you just know and, and best, act on them the best, and act on them because it happens to the best of us i just like can't imagine it's like I'm sorry, like, I don't mean to laugh. I really don't, but it's like, oh God, it's just like, that's so funny though. Like, it is just funny. If we don't laugh, we cry. If people still don't know what this is, Drunk History has like the funniest episode about the, this dolphin story. I gotta watch that. You gotta watch it. It explains it, but like in the, in the way you need to know, which is hilarious. Um, It's called... The dolphin who learned just oh wait no that's that's the SNL skit oh my gosh what's the drunk history one SNL also kind of has a skit about it but they're pretty funny and I think that should we get drunk and well not Liam because he's underage um Liam can have grape juice um should well I guess Kendra doesn't drink okay so should we are <laughs> the only one that would get drunk so should I get drunk in the hot tub with peaches and then we can retell this and Kendra can like correct my details um, as I explain this study. Cause I feel like that'd be kind of funny. I can't believe that yeah. would be two decades old. Ugh. Gross. Anyways, so it's just, I don't know. It's just funny. Like I want to be open-minded, but I just, in this situation, I just can't, I'm sorry. Um, anyways, so you know, then she starts talking about like, you know, there's being a strict hierarchy in the scientific community. Um, yeah, like, it's just like funny, like, it's just as somebody that has a background in psychology, like, I'm just so equally fascinated by like the human social dynamic of like these communities, because it is a bit wild. And also as someone that studies psychology, I am also equally fascinated by the individual who had these intrusive acid jerk off dolphin thoughts and then proceeded to act upon them. It's just, it's baffling. Um, If only we had the money and the power to act on intrusive thoughts with highly complex and well-paid studies that go nowhere, but will go down in history forever. Forever. As, As Geez, you got paid to do that? <laughs> if only we had the confidence and money of an average cis white man in science. Dude, 100%. Like, <laughs> just, like we yeah. could too give dolphins LSD. Like, 
it's just crazy. I do. Yeah. I feel like the confidence of a cisgendered middle-aged white man, or just, I mean, honestly, any age, not Liam, obviously you're excluded from this because you have, you can, you check yourself in a healthy way. Well, I'm also, yeah, I, I, I was actually about to say, I, I might end up, I'm probably gonna, that's probably what I'm going to end up being in like a year or so. But oh. uh, then, then I remembered I was, a, I was queer. So amazing i didn't i is that why you picked the rainbow background yeah that's that's why i said at the beginning was because i because i said initially i was going to go with the orange because there's an orange version of this oh my god and but then i said you know what i'm going to go with the rainbow version of this because i just came out not too long ago so i might as well throw that one up oh my god liam this is amazing news right now congratulations like, are you just blanket term queer or do you have a specific flavor of queer? No, I, I have a specific uh, flavor. I'm pan. Okay. Amazing. We love that. We yeah. love that. Wow. Now yeah. this podcast you're, is officially gay. Perfect. You're, uh, um, what was it? You're, oh yeah. You're the episode that you and Kendra did, uh, where you talked about gay whales that came up, that came out right around this, right around the same time that I found out. Amazing. about myself like i found out and then like two days later you're thinking uh, the 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 porpoise uh, not porpoise but you know the, that a, episode dropped pride month miracle it sounds like um, yes but yes i do i do actually in all seriousness though i do genuinely like check myself yeah you do good job liam we love it i like how I like the direction this conversation just went. Just went oh, on a, all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Yeah, I love it. It's beautiful. Um, and now everyone on this podcast is some flavor of queer. Hell yeah. Okay. Some flavor of queer. Yeah. Yes. Um, including Peaches. Peaches is into um, large female dogs. So I believe that Peaches likes butch women. Anyways, <laughs> enough of that. Um, okay. Do you guys have thoughts on the first chapter? What did you, um, I, I, there was like, there's this one section where she was like talking about like um, the scientist that she was working with um, and his name is Sam Ridgeway and how he was using electrodes on the living dolphin's brains. And she found it like super disturbing. Um, and she kind of voiced that to him and he basically was like, nah, you're, you're like a 20 something year old. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Cause, yeah. It, I mean, it was interesting the amount of people that she would, it was crazy how many people she's, you know, meeting, as you were saying before, so many people, so many of these different scientists all, uh, in her early years while, you know, while doing this and, and yeah, it was interesting that, um, to see her like very quickly she didn't she didn't uh seem it was very obvious i think that her the way she viewed of what her of what uh, she was of what her work was was already very different than what the vast majority of other scientists in her field were doing like even scientists who like genuinely wanted to know um more about them ultimately still gave in to um that that uh that mindset which we discussed a little bit in the last reading we did about the idea of them maybe not necessarily machines this time but uh ones that uh can um that are negligible at times sure. so it was it, so it was just interesting to see all these different experiments that they were doing 
and all the um, the researchers just being so nonchalant about it. I think that was, a, you know, what's all everyone seems to be so nonchalant about about what they're doing with the orcas because first people didn't care very much about about shooting them, then they didn't care very much about capturing them, and then they didn't care very much about well, I should say, I should say the implications of doing all those things and, and the implications of doing these different experiments. So it's like, you know, she's like, do you feel bad about this? Or this is very disturbing. It's like, eh, it's fine. You know, I'm not going to take, you know, credit from you. You're, you're just a young lady. You're not, you don't understand yeah. the importance of what I'm doing and why it's significant. For sure. Yeah. And I like also too, how it got her to question her own studies, because she basically, you know, talks about how her studies with Orky and Chorky, which those just funny names. Um, yeah. Is how, like, you know, she was wondering if them being, you know, taken from the wild limited their, like, essentially, like, linguistic abilities, if, if, if we want to use that word. But, um, I, like, I just like that it got her to check herself, too, because I think that's something that's, like, so hard to do, um, especially, like, if you've been doing something for years, like it just is hard for people to sometimes accept that maybe what they've done is wrong, even when they have good intentions. Um, but I think it's something that's so necessary in the scientific community. And I mean, just in every facet of life, you know, that's helpful, but um, especially in the scientific community, because it's like a lot of this animal science did start out like very intrusively and abusively and unethically, but then, you know, people learned and moved on for it. And like, obviously you can't change the past. The only thing you can do is learn from it. But I like that she questioned herself because that's not like a skill that a lot of people have. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. I think a lot. Yeah. Definitely. A lot of people, especially, you know, people who are working a lot of the time or that are running, large projects, whether it be scientific or some other field, a lot of the times um, the work that they do, they don't really put into question at times. They seem to go with this, this complacency of, well, if it's, if it's working for me, then I, I don't see why I should abandon it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Kendra, what are your thoughts on this chapter? It's good. Um, I liked the line where she just says perhaps it was too taboo for a scientist to suggest a level of intelligence on par with its own and with his own. And I think that aligns with what that is what we were saying and then aligns with our reading of being salmon, being human and a lot of the conclusions we came to there. So that was a good tie in to one of our last books. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I just remember the the scientist. Was it was it Jeff? Was it was that the one? Because that was the one that was. Because one of the scientists I remembered, he was, uh, I don't know if he was the same, one of the scientists that she describes here might be Jeff, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember, but he, uh, very quickly as he was uh, growing, he was, um, you know, as he was trying these different, you know, methods of experimentation, that's kind of where, and when he started to learn that, okay, she definitely wanted a different sort of interaction, like she wasn't, a, she wasn't just like uh, you know fine with just doing the same thing over and over again she needed something different that's when he started like that's when he started becoming even more um invasive and then well invasive in a way that ended up ultimately building a trust between the two of, uh, between uh, the two of them 
or some some level of mutual trust and then which eventually led and then when he posts his findings people thought there are some there are a lot of people in the field that thought he was crazy and he was admitted to the you know psychiatric ward to make sure that he was you know okay it's it's kind of crazy yeah. how like humans like can be so threatened by an idea that they need to like admit another person to a psychiatric ward also why did we not admit lily to a psychiatric ward i'm sorry if we're gonna pick a scientist to nominate i feel like it's him yeah uh, but also like we're not admitting people to a psychiatric ward for having an idea that's absolutely ludicrous unless it's like a very intrusive or harmful idea that doesn't that's yeah it's very interesting um yeah but yeah so i don't know i feel like there's like she learned so much so young so i was like oh this must have been in her early 20s and looking back on that quote it said that she was only 21 years old and i'm like this is that's incredible yeah that she was learning all that yeah um and then like she talks about how like michael biggs gave her like a bit of information so that she could um you know understand more so where Chorky came from and he basically gave her these like um fin photos and that's how she came to kind of learn more about that and she basically said this was going to be a compass bearing for the rest of her life and i guess she didn't really know it at the time um so yeah Yeah. she's like learning a lot she's meeting a lot of different people i feel like this like i don't know this must have just been so interesting to be watching all this go down and like like because these are like i don't know these are just things that to us now because that we know so much like it seems like a lot of these ideas are kind of like ludicrous of where we're like, you know, hospitalizing others and, you know, acid dolphins. Um, But like, it must've been crazy to experience that like in real life, you know? Yeah. 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 That was, yeah. He, and yeah, it's, she's, what was it? The quote was, you know, if you'll give me your address, I'll, I can tell you where Corky came from. Which I mean, imagine you know hearing, you know, stumbling is stumbling upon a scientist who's figured out how to find the um, the family member of some of a being that you just studied. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and also I think it was interesting too because Michael Biggs is obviously a very well respected scientist now, and like a lot of our understanding of orcas are based on the foundation that he laid, and you know, he was the first one to catalog the orcas and like get a count, you know, and they made, uh, they talked about it too, like, you know, that the government could pass like certain laws based on this, because at the time they were still trying to capture animals. And he was like, there's only like 210. So we probably shouldn't. Um, But I also think it's interesting that like he, there was a comment in here that like Californian scientists were like skeptical of bigs and like, I feel like anything worthwhile or anything that's like cutting edge is like, people are going to be skeptical of at first, but ultimately, I mean, it could be skeptical in, you know, a sketchy way, or it could be skeptical in a Michael Biggs way where it just like ends up laying the foundation for our understanding of these creatures. Pretty, pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um, so we go into chapter six. Um, does anyone want to share their feelings on chapter six and thoughts? Another good one. Yeah. I like on page 82, 
She says, I liked knowing they could get away from me, they being the orcas in the wild. Having wrestled with the troubling question of captive research working with wild wares, wild wares, wild whales cleared my conscience and my heart. There was no guilt here. I was free to learn and the whales were free to live their natural lives. Yeah. And I liked that. Yes. Yeah, I feel like that's a healthy perspective to have overall. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. And then, like, she, you know, was talking about how she w- went up to try to meet another scientist. And she, you know, there were reports of, they were saying that whales were not getting shot at because obviously the orcas are eating the salmon and that's like a threat, you know. But there were scars that said otherwise. And then she ended up witnessing this herself, um, which wild. Just, yeah. like, I feel like it's like, I would have kind of loved to live through not I wouldn't have loved it but like it would be so interesting to live through the era of like being there when killer whales were shot at and when like there was still talk of taking active killer whales till you know to today it'll be interesting to see where we are in another like you know 20 years too I'm sure it'll be different then yeah but did anyone else have any more thoughts on on chapter six things they liked didn't like I really the quote that Kendra talked about. Yeah, that was a very sweet one. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was the story about the dog being saved, potentially being saved by the whales. That's pretty heartwarming. That was interesting. That was heart, yeah. It's an it's yeah anecdotal. Who knows? Because I have also apparently there have been other stories of whales saving dogs. Um, there are. Yeah, there but are stories. You know. Anecdotal, so I'm yeah. not saying it's true or not, but it is. It was interesting, and to think that it, to think that if it's true, it is very sweet. Yeah. There's there's stories out there um, of uh, not you know not anybody from the Pacific Northwest, but there you, you'd hear stories of um, of Scandinavians or you know people in Scotland or England who would basically go out you know, super long, t- you know, super long time ago, these like small little like whaling ports that would go out and they'd actually let, I don't know if England did this, they might've, but I, but I remember that there were stories of whalers who would go out, they, you know, get, catch a whale and then, su- and then they let the orcas come by and, and eat it a little bit. And then there were instances of those whalers then being rescued. It, it, I, I'm trying to remember, I have to find, I have to look up those, stories again but they're all i think the people who you know told those stories i think they're they've now passed away because this was like you know super this was in the early 1900s um but yeah you, you yeah you'll just you always you always seem to find those stories of 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 you know not just orcas but you know whales and dolphins you know cetaceans basically generally speaking just saving people there was a there was a, a news story my mother heard on the radio just recently about some some uh snorkel diver off the coast of monterey who um ended up coming across this calf that was separated from the mother and um or i don't know if this was monterey specifically this might have been down in baja but basically uh um they were kind of they were near each other for a little while and then a few hours they were trying to locate the mother and and eventually she she started getting tired and then there's and then the lady who was who was the 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 snorkel she remembers that the 
the juvenile would the the little cat the calf would basically come up in front of her like a few yards in front of her and she would just coast in the calf's wake and eventually they found the mother and they and they went off and this was something and it was just recent yeah yeah it's it's interesting obviously we don't know it's funny because whenever like because like there is like that one study that's published that talks about like humpbacks potentially having altruism anytime yeah. i talk that on the microphone i have one captain that's like or the humpbacks could be bullies and they're stealing the orca sandwiches um <laughs> that's a that's a funny one i like yeah that. no i mean obviously like we don't know we learn new things all the time yeah. but of course we're gonna like project our own biases and our own narrative onto these creatures because that's the way we view the world but i take everything with a grain of salt but you know also like it's it's kind of cute so it's kind of cute yeah kind of cute um but yeah i feel like we are now pushing on the not short episode um end of the spectrum and so i feel like this is good does anybody have any final thoughts i feel like this episode was a little like chaotic because my brain is kind of mashed potatoes after the day I've had. And I think we're all just like getting back in the flow of things. So sorry for our listeners if this was um that was yeah that was it it was really sweet. Oh and yeah and people please don't please don't try and like actively get near a whale. Don't just leave them alone. Let them be follow well follow guidelines follow the law. Yes follow the law for sure be a good boater. Or yeah. a good passenger on a on a whale watch vessel. For sure. Do you have any final thoughts, Kendra? Don't dive with whales. Yes, don't don't dive with whales. Speaking of being a good whale watching passenger, um, I would also just advise you to throw up off the back of the boat, not inside the cabin. Um, just a side thought. That's yeah, pretty good. Oh yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thanks for coming. It's just really important that, that I was on a di- I was on a on a dive boat. We hit rough waves, and this was down in Hawaii, and uh, and there was a lot of waves, and a bunch of people ended up getting sick and thrown up into buckets and over the edge. It's it's rough. It's rough, man. Um, anywho, well, thank you guys for coming and listening to our podcast. Tune in in two weeks for our. Um, next poor episode and have a good week. Bye. You guys want to say bye? Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>